Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five teams that need a good week for varying reasons. I'm not, not all these teams had bad weeks week one, but some teams are in different stages. For example, Miami had a good week week one. I think they need to have a good week against AM. I don't think that necessarily means in the long grand scheme of things, and number five is Miami. In the grand scheme of things, like I said, Jack, number five is Miami. Thank you. Jack doesn't do this every day. I'm about to be so slow (laughs) just because you made a point of that. But number five is Miami. I don't think that means they need to beat A&M, but I do think that this needs to be a game that's competitive. By, I could probably have put Miami slash A&M. Both these schools need to, this needs to be a good game. This needs to be a game where you're like, man, I don't, you know, I don't know who the better team is. In my opinion, I think A&M is deeper than Miami, and that's why I picked them to win. But I do think Miami needs a good showing this week against A&M as they, you know, really get a true non-conference test here to see if this is a team that can maybe contend in the ACC. I think there's there's several teams there behind, but if they can have a good day and maybe even beat A&M, that's going to change my opinion about Miami possibly even going forward. Number four, the Texas Longhorns. I think that Steve Sarkeesian getting his signature win this week would be you know, the absolute storybook thing. And, and look, if they have a good week and he gets that signature win, then all that's great. All well and good, you know. But if they have another game like they did last year and lose a close one, I don't think that that, you know, derails it. It just shows you that they're not quite there yet. So why do they need it? I just, well, I just think that if they want to be who they think that they are this year in 2023, because I do think that a lot of their fans, I think Texas as a team feels like it's a college football playoff team, then they need to beat Alabama. So they need this if they really want to be who they think they are. Now, grand scheme, huge picture, long-term with Texas, it's probably not as important as you may make it, but it, in the in the year of 2023, if they really want to be a college football playoff team, they're only going to play one team that's this good probably. Yeah. And – if you are only going to play one team that's this good in the regular season, you better beat them. I would say, in my mind, they need it because they need to be looking like they're peaking as they head into the SEC. Yeah. Are you going to go in 
and only be a conference champion, not even be a conference champion, and still be like, yeah, we're going to compete for playoff spots here? Or do you do you need to go in being like, we've already made the playoff that was tougher to make because there were fewer teams. Mm-hmm. Now it's 12 teams. We're in, we're in a better conference, but hey, we're still that, at that level. So that's why I see it as a need because you're not making the – you're probably not making the playoff if you don't win this game. You'd have to be perfect the rest of the way. So they they need a good week here for that longer term thing. I'm not saying I'm not saying like they really need it. I'm not trying to be that guy that puts that yeah. on Texas, but I can trying to get trying to build in that need. That's what I see. Yeah, no, good point. Thanks for thanks for taking it even further, Jack. I got the ball to like the seven yard line. You took it into the end zone right there. Yeah. That was good stuff there. Number three, Texas Tech. After you lose to Wyoming, when you had as much hype as Tech has coming in, you're supposed to be 1-0, and now you're 0-1. Mm-hmm. And you've got a high likelihood with Oregon coming in, a very good team that you're going to be 0-2. Not only that, there's going to be as many eyes on Texas Tech as there have been in a long time. So for Joey McGuire and what he wants to be able to do in recruit, recruiting-wise, you get this Oregon win, man. Holy cow. That's huge for you. But if you go out and lose to Oregon, you're 0-2. Not going to slow Joey McGuire down, but it makes his job a little harder. You know, and it makes your your job harder just in the immediate before you get to conference of like, now you've got a team that even though it's out of conference, they're 0-2. Their confidence is kind of shaken. What if Tyler Shuck plays bad? Is everybody around campus going like, Baron Morton, Baron Morton, Baron Morton? You know, like, they're like 0-2 is a place you just don't want to be. And I say that as we go into number two, Baylor. I think Uh, you've nailed these top three, honestly. (laughs) Perfect order. I don't know who else could possibly need a win more this week. Baylor, look, they're probably going to win against Long Island next week. You know, you can't say absolutely because weird things happen. Yep. But... 0-2 for them with Long Island next, then Texas, then UCF on the road in the first Big 12 game in the bounce house is not ideal scheduling. No. (laughs) There's no no ramp. It's just you are there. You're in the team. And the fortunate part for Baylor, outside of like they've got some things, the teeth of their schedule is now. Like, Mm -hmm. this is the hard part of their schedule, the hardest part, where you have Utah, Texas, UCF in a a month-long span. And now throw Texas State in there because they showed you how tough they were last week and rolled on through Baylor. Baylor winning against Utah, not only for the record and all that stuff and looking forward and what kind of bowl game would you wind up in if you get to a bowl game, if you start at 0-2, all those things. This for confidence and their ability to move forward. Because if they don't win against Utah, I don't know how their confidence is going to get back to beat schools like Texas, UCF, TCU, and Kansas State. And Texas Tech, by God, they're playing them too. So when you've got those teams on the schedule, like you can't you can't lose the games you're supposed to win, and then you and you can't take away opportunities to get big wins 
right? So you've got to get big wins when you can. This would be a huge win defeating the, the two-time Pac-12 champ rolling in, future conference foe. Huge win for them, but they cannot, like, they can't, and at the very, at the very least, they cannot play with the kind of, if, even if they lost the game to a team that might be better, they cannot play the kind of laissez-faire game they, they did last week. This this game for the Bears, they they need 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 to show some heart and some fight. They need to go out there, and I'm not saying they have to have it as close as TCU last year when they were when Baylor was what six and five heading into that game. Yeah. TCU was rolling into the Big Twelve Championship game, hopefully a playoff spot, and somehow somehow they made it a hell of a game. Yeah. They need that somehow this week. Absolutely. Yeah. You start looking after this week, you start looking at like if you lay a goose egg, you start looking at the rest of the schedule being like, where are the wins? Yeah. You couldn't beat Texas State. Hopefully you don't struggle with Long Island. And then it's like where where are the where are the wins? How do you even get ball eligible? It's yeah. a tough schedule if you're at this level. We were looking at the schedule earlier this year before we knew before before we saw a game. And we were like, yeah, eight wins. Like you should, you well, should they, expect look, it. With here's the thing: they have eight home games. They've already lost one of them. You know, to to have eight wins, you know, means that you probably have to win at least five of those home games. At least, yeah. Well, if you lose another one, then you only have six left. The road games aren't easy. Yeah, and the road games aren't easy. You're so. the first Big Twelve game at the bounce house. You play at TCU at Kansas State. The easiest road game is at Cincinnati. What, Paul? Uh, sorry. They need to not tell me this stuff when I'm on the air. Uh, sorry. I'm distracted about anyway. This, okay. Please edit this out of the video, uh, Emery. Uh, that was my bad. Uh, yeah, but they have to play better. They absolutely have to play better. They, they have to show some fire. They have to show some intensity because if not, you're, you're behind the eight ball. Something bad. Number one. Clemson. Now, look, they're playing Charleston Southern. This is, should be a win for Clemson. But big teams have lost to small schools, especially ones. But Clemson needs to show in the next, not just this week, but in the coming weeks, that they've got some juice to them, some ability to do something exciting. Because Monday night, and to give all credit to Mike Elko and Duke for their absolutely stellar defensive performance, but... Monday night showed that they have got problems. Like, they can't, they can't playmaker their way out of a hole anymore like they could before. And that was... Because they don't have playmakers. Exactly. They don't have... They have Will Shipley. They won't take him in the transfer portal. The young guys either will transfer out or not pan out. Like, you have... Of course, you're Clemson. You should be able to have at least one Will Shipley, at least one high school recruit that's just the guy. But when he's not a quarterback... That's already an issue. Well, look, they've got Will Shipley and they've got Cade Klubnick because Cade can, is very athletic. But if he doesn't have receivers that can separate, then you're, you know. This isn't 2017 anymore. Yeah. No, it's not. Things are It, things it is are a surprising amount of years away from 2017. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you've done the math lately. Oh.